Welcome to your success tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Welcome to your success tonic. I am delighted to welcome Kevin Palmieri onto the podcast today to talk to you about what it takes to get to your next level. Kevin is the founder and co-host of Next Level University podcast. And early in his life, Kevin found success. But after a brush with near suicide, he realized he wasn't living a life that he truly wanted. And he became passionate about self-improvement as a result. And he decided to make it his purpose in life to impact as many people as possible by becoming a role model, podcaster, and speaker. He succeeded to make his podcast one of the top 100 with over 1,100 episodes and listened to in over 125 countries, which is phenomenal. Congratulations. And Kevin has taken his life to the next level and achieved both personal and professional success. So welcome, Kevin. I am absolutely delighted that you're here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. And uh, I'm just grateful for the opportunity and grateful that you took time out to chat with me and just want to see where we go. I'm excited, yes. to, excited to figure out where we end up. Me too. Um, it's like a, you know, a revelation, right? This journey that we're going to go on today. So I invited you today, Kevin, because we both share this drive to explore the edge of business and consciousness and inner work and how that reflects on our sense of success. And when we ignite that inner change, you know, back to our true self, then we create a very, very different feeling of success. And we catalyze both personal growth and business growth. And it's just such a thrilling place to be, really. <laughs> so one of the things that we share in our story is that rock bottom moment that you and I both talk about that changed everything. And so I'm curious, you know, how did that rock bottom moment shape your vision for where you are today? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And to your point, I have a belief that in order to have quote unquote success, and this is my belief, you must have some level of fulfillment because mm -hmm. success is not just monetary. It's not just possessions. There's a lot of things internally that determine success. So for me, I found financial quote unquote success. And I would say external success when I was 26. So I made a hundred thousand dollars at my job. I had won a bodybuilding show. So I was in the best shape of my life. I had a sports car. I had all the awesome things, all the measurements of success, but internally I was not aligned with what my external results would have suggested. So I always say there's an internal state and an external state. My <laughs> external state was world-class. It was, everything seemed awesome. My internal state was one of insecurity, scarcity, fear, lack of fulfillment, lack of purpose, lack of direction, really, just lack. So what, what ended up happening was I made $100,000, assuming that that money would fix all of my internal voids. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it didn't. Go figure. Upon opening my final pay stub of the year, I realized that for most of my life, I've lived unconsciously, just mm -hmm. going through the motions, just ending up where I end up. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. I fell in love with the podcast and having deep conversations like this as I'm falling out of love with my job. 
Now, my job was in an industry called weatherization. So all that means is we would go into large buildings and we would make them more energy efficient. Since we worked for state contracts, I spent a lot of time in other states. So the year I made the most money, I spent 10 months on the road, just living in hotels all year. And it was just... (sighs) It just brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. And they were not the nice hotels, unfortunately. Right. They were not so nice. So I end up making the money. I end up starting this podcast. I fall in love with the podcast as I'm falling out of love with my job. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where I'm feeling very stuck. I'm feeling very trapped. I can't leave this job. I have a certain lifestyle. I have a certain reputation. And at this point, I have a certain ego that will not allow me to start over. I don't want to start from scratch. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I keep, I just put my head down and I keep pushing and I keep pushing. And it gets to the point where I start calling out of work. I start leaving the job site early. I start showing up late. I am just out, but I don't have any other way to pay my bills. And it just kept getting worse. And my mental health was, was just in a dark place. My physical health was in a dark place. And the rock bottom basement moment for me, I woke up in a hotel room in New Jersey, which is like six hours from where I lived. Alarm clock went off. I sat up. I slid to the edge of the bed. I was lacing up my work boots. And the best way to explain it is that morning, it was like there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time. And every single one was on a different station. So just overwhelming noise. Mm -hmm. But I could make out a couple things. And these were my beliefs. These were my limiting beliefs. One, you're stuck here forever. You quite literally will never make this kind of money again. And if you leave this job, you will end up a loser. If you do leave, what will your friends think? They all look up to you because you make a lot of money. If you do leave, what will your family think? Your family's very proud of you. And if you do leave, do you really think you're going to take this podcast train and ride it off into the sunset? Like, is that really what we're going to do? We're going to go from this to starting a podcast or doing the podcast and starting a business. I did not believe that was possible. So in, in that moment, that was my rock bottom basement where I felt that if I was to take my life, I would take all these problems and all these lack ofs and these not enoughnesses and all these feelings with me. I'm very blessed that I have a very great group of human beings around me. So I message one of my friends who's now my business partner and I explained to him what was going on. He is somebody who has studied self-improvement for his entire life. So in his wisdom, He said, Kev, over the last few years, your awareness has raised so much, but your environments have remained the same. I think it's time for you to change your environments. So I ended up leaving that job three or four months later and then starting the journey of being a very, very broke entrepreneur, trying to figure out how to do all this. But the interesting thing, and this is why I go to fulfillment, when I left my job, I, you know, eventually I was $35,000 in debt trying to figure out how to build this but I was more fulfilled. Even though I didn't have any results, I was proud of what I was trying to create. I was proud of the journey. I was proud of the mission. And I just don't think that's a feeling that can be replicated through possessions or materials. Absolutely. Yes. I am with you on that hundred percent. I think that that experience is also so transformative, right? When you have that experience of like, oh, this lights me up. It doesn't give me the results that everyone told me that I should be striving for, but wow, I feel this in my heart and, you know, something is fully aligned when I do this. And then that's just such a, such a powerful thing. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I, I, that's the interesting thing is like, I think a lot of us, we assume if we build and we create this external level of success, our internal state will shift. And Mm -hmm. 
maybe for some people it does. I, I hope for some people it does. That wasn't my experience. And with the hundreds of people I've talked to and worked with and the community and the podcast listeners, for most people, it almost makes it worse. And it's because right. the internal state knows the external state isn't deserved, quote unquote, or it's that's where imposter syndrome comes in. There's a lot yes. of that, that that happens there too. So it's this weird, interesting thing where you almost you almost need to know more about yourself than you do anything else. Yes. You know? Definitely. Yes. It's something that I've heard you talk about on your podcast, something that I talk about with my clients. It's like you can have the best strategy and the best tactics in the world, but if your internal state isn't aligned and you don't fully believe that you can get those, you know, move towards this, this transformation, then you're just never going to get the results or have that sense of having accomplished something that Mm -hmm. that's in a way that's fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the quotes that we see around all the time is this idea of, you know, failing your way to success or failing forward. And it's one that I bring up quite often, you know, in my coaching with my clients, because it kind of breaks their brain a little bit, you know, it's high achievers and who are really motivated to, to get the top results all the time. They don't, you know, they're not used to this idea, but I'd love to break that down with you, if you will, because this is your area of expertise. I'm wondering what you would say to that and in, in you know, what ways does failure lead to success? Mm. Well, and I love that. One of my favorite quotes, and I say this at speeches all the time, because I want to shift your paradigm. Yeah the people who are more successful than you are also bigger failures than you are. Yes. You just don't focus on that. You just focus <laughs> yeah. on the other, the other side of things. So my, my frame for this, and this has shifted drastically over the last five or six years, I used to be one that I assumed that if I failed, it meant I was a bad person. If I failed, it meant I wasn't worthy. Yes. I think one of the most important things to understand is many of us are attaching failures to our self-worth, AKA, if I fail, I am bad. I am incompetent. I am not good enough. Mm -hmm. In reality, you're just focusing on the outcome. So this is kind of my, my thought process is number one, there's lessons in the losses, but we tend to only focus on the result of the loss. Number two there's so much that happens when you're taking part in something that like the reps, it's very hard to replicate the amount of the amount of understanding you get when you are practicing the reps. So all I mean by that is this, a podcast episode, you might get off here and say, you know what? I really failed. I don't think I did that well, but ask yourself this question. When I prepped for the podcast episode, what did I learn? When I did the actual episode, how did I feel? When I reflect on what I did, what did I learn there? And then what can I use from this experience to make sure I perfect it next time? And in this weird way, it's almost like the only way to get to level five of the video game is either to beat level four on the first time or keep going until you beat it. Yeah. Then at least in level four, you might learn something that you'll you'll use in level seven. Oh, I remember in level four, I had to jump over the lava. There's lava. Now I know what to do. I just think one of the problems when it comes to failure is we assume it's final and we're only looking at this small 
it's just like, a, it's a small downturn. We're not looking at the upward trend. We're looking at this little small yes. downturn. So sometimes you have to zoom out and understand maybe you did quote unquote fail today. And by fail, I mean, maybe you didn't make the progress that you wanted, but number one, how is the overall progress trending? Number two, what can we use from today to continue the overall trend trending upward quicker? Hopefully. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think that this idea of, you know, you can only fail so many times until you actually get to success. The key is showing up yeah. and doing it, you know, and actually just sticking with it. But it's a terrifying thing of <laughs> when you of don't course. know, you, you know, no one's there to guarantee your results. No one's yeah. saying, yeah, you're going to get to level seven. <laughs> you know, you have to know I'm going to get to level seven. It's just going to show up every day till I get there. Well, that's the resilience. That's the, that's the resilience piece of it. If you can, if you can work in consistency. So I am, if you get to the point where you can say, I am a consistent human being who shows up consistently. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. That's part one. If you can say, I am a consistent human being who shows up consistent, consistently regardless of the short-term outcomes, you're on a path to success eventually. Yeah. That's, that's the hard part, though, is you know, from day to day, progress is invisible. From year to year, progress is impossible to miss. You don't gain weight from day to day. You gain weight over the course of weeks, months, and years. And that's just the interesting – that's an interesting perspective to have. So – what I always try to tell people is when I get introduced, people say 1100 episodes, 1200 episodes, wherever we are, that's awesome. And that sounds like a success, but I have made a mistake in every single one of those episodes. You better believe I've made 1200 at least mistakes. And that's the only reason I'm perceived as decent at what I do is just because I know oftentimes what not to do. That's mm -hmm. all. That's all it really is at the end of the day. Yes. Yes. I love that perspective. It's so empowering, right? Yes. It's also, you know, you're not beating yourself up for those mistakes, those perceived mistakes. You're just using that to, you know, inform what you do next time. Mm. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you have any advice or a specific way that you approach staying focused on your next level when you're at your current level. Because mm. we have so many ways of getting pulled off course. You know, the world is just like telling us, you need to do this next. You need to do that next. This is the better thing. You know, stop doing what you're doing. Move <laughs> on to this next thing instead. So how do you stay focused? It starts, and again, it, this is the way we do it, but it starts at the beginning of the year. We determine what is the number one, number two, and number three result we want to get. Mm-hmm. And then it's, okay, what are the daily habits that we must reverse engineer to, to do every day to get those? And then like, what are the behaviors? So last year we said, okay, we believe going on podcasts is great because we're going to impact as many people as humanly possible. It might bring people to our show and they might check it out. And maybe somewhere in the, the path will make money. Cool. Kev, go do, I think I did 400 20 other shows last year. Oh, wow. So, but it was only, it was under the frame of I'm the podcast guy. I'm going to do a bunch of podcasts. That's the most valuable use of my time. Yeah. Right. So other things are going to have to slide. So at the beginning of this year, we had the same conversation of, okay, what is the most important thing this year? Probably podcasts again. All right, cool. Let me set a goal and then let me reverse engineer. So if I want to do 520, I have to do 10 a week, which means we have to send 40 messages a week, which means we have to send like 2,200 messages or something. That's a lot of messages. 
that's part of it. What is the ultimate goal that you're looking to achieve this year? And then for me, I'm a very regimented human being. That just works really well for me where I wake up and I consult my spreadsheet and it says, okay, you, did you do your 15 minutes of mobility? Yes or no? Yes. Ooh, cool. Check that off. Did you do your 30 minutes of exercise? Yes or no? Yes. Did you, you know, review the podcast? Did you learn for 30 minutes? For me, I just create a habit on all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And then I just track it every day because getting that feedback is very important. Mm-hmm. And the other part of that is if you can build in some accountability, everybody on our team can see what I'm doing every day. They have access to my calendar. They have access to my habit tracker. So they know exactly what I'm doing. That level of accountability is good for me because as a leader, I want to lead by example. I don't want to lead by telling you what to do. Yes. You can look at my stuff and hopefully I'm doing the right thing. So I think that's part of it too is I like to be regimented and I like to see it in the real world. These are the 15 things I'm going to do today. Mm-hmm. And I think you also get a little bit of a dopamine spike when you get to check those things off. It's like, yeah, I did I did that. I did that. Yeah, so definitely. That's, that works really well for me to, to stay focused. And I think the other important thing is you have to be very, very careful with who you take advice from. There's a lot of uh, shiny, sexy new waves that people are jumping on. You just got to ask yourself, is this what's best for the long-term me? And that's, that's a very challenging thing to, to balance, but I think it's important to at least think about anytime you get feedback, you got to run it through your own core values, core beliefs, core aspirations to see if it actually makes sense. A hundred percent. Yeah. I really, I really resonate with that because I feel like I've experienced that in my own business. I see it in my clients, you know, someone is is suddenly excited. Oh, there's this new thing that's going to grow the business. It's going to do this big, exciting thing that I'm not doing right now. But when you really run it through those filters of your core values and, and where you're actually trying to get to, if you follow that advice, you're just going to get pulled off track. Right. You won't have that focus and that that ability to just get the results from the thing that you've been setting up for the last year, right? right? You've, been, you've been getting to this point and now you're going to let yourself go off and do something else. And then it's just, yeah. So then you never see that beautiful culmination of your effort of these daily work that you're putting in. Yeah. And you, you lose, you potentially lose momentum. We, mm-hmm. we had a lot of people when Clubhouse came out and I don't have anything against Clubhouse, right. but when Clubhouse came out, a lot of our mentors like, Hey, you got to be on Clubhouse. Yes. I heard it too. Yeah. And, and we were like, I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm not doing it. Why, why not? It's the new platform. I understand. I believe the work that we're putting into the podcast is the, vo- the most valuable use of my time. Mm-hmm. And that's just my belief. I mean, I have to believe that because I've been doing it every day for the last six years. So like, that's, that's my, right, right. That's my deep belief that we're building something different. Mm -hmm. I, I am already on a wave. The podcast wave is a big one. Mm -hmm. Clubhouse is great. Maybe that works better for you and your business, but while I'm out there having conversations in Clubhouse, who's building the podcast? Like what's going on with that? So that that was a, a perspective shift that we had and we, we were stubborn in that, but I'm, I'm grateful we did it the way we did. Yeah, sometimes being stubborn serves you well. Agreed. Yes, it means standing firm in your values and and standing firm in what you believe in. And also standing for for what you've done before, for the work that you've put in up till this point. Yeah. So, Kevin, if I were to ask you to fill in the blank on this sentence, what would you say? Success is, what is the answer to that for you today? maximizing my potential, maximizing my contribution, and then maximizing my lifestyle. 
<sighs> that's what success is to me, I think. Yeah. Yes. And that's at the core of your message as well, right? Yeah. The programs yeah. that, that you offer and the podcast. Yeah. yeah. We it's- both use a similar word. You, I think I read it somewhere. I don't know if it was on your site or on the podcast, but holistic. Yes. Right. Like holistic to me means it means life, love, health, and wealth. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have a, a billion dollar business, but you know, have a very unhealthy body or mind or spirit. I don't, I don't want that. I want to have an amazing relationship, amazing really um, a business and, and have a very capable physical body, healthy, mm-hmm. wealthy, in love. I think that's what we all want at the end of the day. I do too. I, I think that is really fundamentally, it's so easy. <laughs> it all comes down to these things that we really all share as, you know, as human beings. Yeah. So I'm curious, before you wrap up, if you have like one piece of leadership advice or career advice that you received along your journey that helped you the most that you could share. Hmm. It's very interesting because I had a very unique career path where I didn't really do anything corporate until later. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was work on yourself more than you work on anything else mm-hmm. and you'll get opportunities that you never expected. That is a, that is a very important thing for me because I mean, it's interesting. People start reaching out to you when you get to a certain level of self-improvement. Mm-hmm. It's just like this weird thing where they're like, yeah, you definitely know some things like let's talk. And in the beginning, nobody was doing that. So it's, it's this interesting thing of when you, when you raise your own self-improvement set point, other people are able to see that. And if you're in a corporation and somebody can see, it's not just that you're really good at your job, you're a really capable human being. You're really capable and you're really well-learned and you are very put together and you're on top of it and you're on time. You're going to get more opportunities than somebody who doesn't have those, those intrinsic capabilities. So work on yourself as much as you work on anything else, honestly, more than you work on anything else, because at the end of the day, you're the only thing you take with you when you go to the next place. Absolutely. Yes. And I think one of the pieces that I think that we've kind of touched on in this conversation as well, is the story that we tell ourselves, right? The story that we are leaning into every day when we show up, you know, if that's an empowering story, if that's something that is exciting, you know, that's the story, your history, like the, the story that came before can really illuminate like your points of power mm. and that you can really play, lean into those strengths as you move forward. And, and then it shows you that you have this deep capacity for positive leadership, you know, like you going out into the world and spreading this really strong message. Mm. So, you know, when we look back and we think of failures or these rock bottom moments or these really dark times that we went through, or maybe like a career that we're not super excited about that, you know, that that's definitely the case for a lot of people, you know, just the work we did wasn't really what we most wanted to do, but it's still, you know, from, from the right perspective, it's a compass that leads you to how you can make your greatest contribution mm, I love in the world. It's, we're very good. Humans are very good at finding relevant negativity. But, <laughs> yes. but there's also a lot of, there's also a lot of relevant positivity in your past as well. It's, it's almost like yes. if you think of it from like an athlete standpoint, athletes are really good. I and mean, some of them are really good at looking at, or at least not looking at the, 
the negativity, the mm-hmm. relevant negativity of I struck out last time. Mm-hmm. They just get rid of that and they say, well, my batting average says I'm going to hit it three out of every 10 times. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is that, you know, maybe this is the second out of those 10. That's a, I think that's a very interesting thing because I usually say, look at the most recent and relevant proof. Oftentimes we're looking at the most negatively recent and relevant. Yes. So there has to be something out there for the, the positive relevance as well. Yes. I think it was in the documentary, but I, I definitely read that Michael Jordan said that, you know, each time he would go up to to shoot, it would be with the conviction <laughs> that he would get it. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't, he still want the ball back to do it again because he knew he would get it. And even if he didn't, he would, the, yeah. every time he would take a shot, he had the conviction he would get it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter how many he hadn't gotten before that moment. He knew that it was going to happen. That is so hard to have that conviction, right? Yeah. That's a level of belief. I don't think most of us will ever get to. And again, we can aspire, we can aspire, but, but it's just, yeah, that, that thought process of, look, this might not be the one, the, the next one might not be the one, but if you stop, there never will be one. There can't ever be one if you stop. So at least that's a, that's a good mindset shift to have. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very powerful. Oh, well, what an amazing conversation, Kevin. Thank you so much for being here today and for your time and sharing your insights and expertise. Can you let listeners know where to find you online um, so they can yeah, find out more about you? Yeah. I always send people to the podcast. Um, I think that's the best thing. I know a lot of people have like offers and stuff. I don't want your money. Next Level University is the name of the podcast. We do seven episodes a week. We're there every single day to help you get a little bit better every day. We're on all the podcast platforms as well as YouTube. So I would say that's probably the best place. It has all our information, our emails and all that. And if you ever need anything, I'm happy to respond to anybody who reaches out. Oh, fantastic. And yes, I can vouch for the fact that this podcast is amazing and inspiring. So yes, I encourage people to do just that so thank you kevin it was just a delight to speak to you today and i wish you the very best in your endeavors thank you so much i appreciate it It was truly wonderful hey have you taken the success archetype quiz yet if not head on over to storytonic.co to take the quiz and discover how to leverage your unique profile to step into your next vision of success